Hey everyone, Mundo here. If you would like to support the show, please head to patreon.com slash crimeandcourtusa. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Crime and Court USA. I'm recording this on September 29th, 2021. I'm your host, Mundo Carrillo. I hope you guys are doing well. Me, I I had a mixed weekend. Uh, so my, my nephews and my sister came to visit from San Diego. That was awesome. They're cute little kids. You know what I mean? Just running around, so full of energy. Me and my dad uh, were talking. We're like, why do kids run everywhere like if they go if they got to go to the next room or whatever they, they got to run over there you know what i mean and the the younger one the three-year-old they're five and three the three-year-old does like this weird like flintstones thing where he has to he has to take like 10 steps before he can get going in a forward direction you know what i'm saying like, he has to build a, i don't know build some momentum i guess i don't know but that was an awesome weekend my brother-in-law got injured so <laughs> uh yeah i felt kind of bad about that so he, he he got on the hammock at my parents house and like instantly the cloth ripped <laughs> and he just fell like he fell flat on his back and it was one of those things like it was hilarious right like at the moment like we, we were both we were all just like laughing at him like ah, ha, 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 ha. and you know one of those things where like where someone falls and like you start laughing and then like they don't get up for a while you're like ha 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 Oh, <laughs> so he, yeah, he didn't get up for quite a while. <laughs> he was kind of hurting. So he went to the doctor and he had some, I don't know, some kind of fracture or something. I don't know. He was injured. <laughs> so like, it's not, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. You know what I mean? It's funny until someone gets hurt, right? It was funny until he actually got, <laughs> he actually got diagnosed with an injury, man. Why, why is watching people fall down so funny you know like even me i'm a victim of it i used to ride a longboard in college and i remember one time i just ate shit right in front of a bunch of people and i could see you could see them like covering their mouths or whatever like hiding their laughter it's like hey man i hate you guys but i've done it before too one time this dude just landed right on his face like right in front of me he was on his bike and he was coming up on a crowd. I don't know why. Like, he was surprised by this crowd. If this crowd kind of came out of nowhere. But he slammed on his brake. But he only slammed on the front brake. So he just flew right over his handlebars and landed right on his face. But that time, people were like, oh, man, are you okay? And stuff. But they didn't say that for me. They weren't concerned about your boy. You know what I mean? I was fine. That's why. This guy was fine, too. He just landed square on his face in front of everybody, including me, like, right next to me. I hope I hope I asked him if he was okay. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I did. I may have been the one <laughs> covering my mouth laughing. Oh, man. I say it was a mixed weekend because for whatever reason, CenturyLink just decided to close my internet account for like no reason. No reason at all. I didn't owe them money, like nothing. They just closed it. And when I called the dude, he was like, yeah, we don't know why we closed it, but your account's closed. So we got to start you completely over from scratch. So... It is, it is Wednesday. I haven't had internet since Saturday and I'm not getting my new router and stuff until Friday. So I have been without internet this entire time. In fact, I'm at my apartment now without internet. So I'm going to record this episode, edit it, and then go to my parents' house to upload it. 
And I, I was there all day doing the research for this episode. So all day yesterday. So yeah, that's been fun. I can't like I have nothing but streaming services either. So I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't do anything, man. I've been reading books. I've been reading a lot. Actually, that's how I've been passing the time. I'm reading Jurassic Park right now. It's pretty exciting. Heck of a book. It's pretty gruesome, though. It's a little, it's way more violent than the movie. Just if you want to check it out, just be wary of that. So, yeah, I was still able to scrounge a couple of news items together for you guys. So, uh, let's just get right into it, shall we? The first news item. Superstar R. Kelly is guilty on all nine counts that he faced at a federal trial earlier this month and faces life in prison, according to the New York Times. The verdict was reached on Monday, September 27th, after a six-week trial that included 50 witnesses. And so on last Friday, the jury deliberated for about four hours before returning on Monday and finalizing their verdict guilty on all counts. That tells me that the United States is, because this is a federal trial, right? So U.S. attorneys are prosecuting. Their case was really solid, <laughs> really convincing. I mean, to hear... Six weeks of testimony, 50 witnesses, and to come back in a matter of hours with your verdict? I mean, I think it was read fairly early on Monday, so it's possible they only delivered for like eight hours after hearing six weeks of testimony. That must have been a hell of a case from from the U.S. Attorney's Office. So, yeah, they seem to have convinced the jury. The jury came back quickly, guilty on all counts. He is scheduled to be sentenced in May 2022, which is a while away, but he's not really going anywhere anyways. He does face other charges. He faces state charges in Illinois, as well as other federal cases. I think one of them's in Minnesota. So yeah, he's he's just not going anywhere. Plus, he does face a lot of time. This case is actually super interesting because he was actually charged with running a criminal enter- enterprise. A, uh, he, he was charged with racketeering, which is normally a charge that's reserved for the mob. And organizations like that, they say that Kelly and his entourage, you know, the people around him, that they all worked together to to run this criminal enterprise that basically trafficked young girls sexually. They they brought him across state lines. They went out and recruited him, and yeah, so he's convicted of that. And two other people in that entourage, I believe, are also facing charges in connection to this. Another one of those counts, including bribing a government official so he can marry singer Aaliyah. Back when she was actually 15 in 1994 and Kelly was 27, he had this person forge documents saying that she was 18. And Aaliyah, of course, died in a plane crash in 2001. I remember that. That was pretty sad. I do remember that. Kelly also wrote and produced her 1994 debut album, which was called, and get this, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Ah! <laughs> man, that is just blatant, man. That is just blatant. The signs were all there, people. We should have seen these things. Age ain't nothing but a number. Looking back on the now, it's like, oh my God. But, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this, this was interesting as well. Several of the accusers testified under pseudonyms during the trial to protect their privacy. I've covered sexual assault trials in New Mexico in state court, and I've never seen that happen before. Maybe this is a federal thing. A lot of these uh, women were actually children when these crimes occurred. So maybe that's another reason why, because you can do stuff like that to protect children. I I know that for sure. So I've never seen that at trial, though, where people can testify under a pseudonym. Um, So that's kind of interesting. And yeah, these, these accusers said some wild stuff on the stand. So according to the Associated Press, quote, His accusers said they were under orders to call him daddy, expected to jump and kiss him anytime he walked into a room, 
and to cheer only for him when he played pickup basketball games in which they said he was a ball hog, end quote. I don't know why the AP said included to the ball hog thing, but yeah, that other stuff is super bizarre. The accusers also said they had to sign non-disclosure forms and to and were subject to punishments such as spankings. He also gave several of these accusers herpes and didn't disclose it to them, which is which is a crime apparently. I saw it too that during the trial, a doctor that that treated Kelly in the past actually testified that he did have herpes. So hey, man, you gotta. Again, you just got to prove your case. If you're just going to bring charges like this, you got to prove it. So that includes bringing on your doctor and having him tell the jury that, yep, the singer had herpes. It also came out during trial that he filmed a video of one of the victims smearing feces on herself as punishment for breaking the rules. So again, just super, super bizarre behavior, super bizarre stuff. But the defense had labeled accusers as groupies and stalkers who were obsessed with Kelly. The defense said that these women were in conceptual relationships and healthy relationships with Kelly. And one of Kelly's attorneys actually said he wanted to appeal the verdict. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know on what grounds. Obviously, when you want to appeal a verdict, you have to prove or argue anyways that that something went wrong during the trial, that something prejudiced your client. Just, I don't know. We'll see what kind of arguments come up. That, that, That won't be for some time, I imagine. Kelly has been in jail since 2019, which is actually not something I knew until I talked about the start of the trial a few weeks ago on this podcast so he's he's been in jail for a while he might be the first really famous person that i know of to get life in prison that's probably not true but he's the first i can think of and people keep talking about how he's just sort of dodged this kind of stuff he's been accused of this kind of stuff going back to the 90s of sexually abusing girls and he actually faced child pornography charges in 2008 after a journalist at the Chicago uh, Sun-Times, I believe, got a video. Uh, somehow he, someone just you know, anonymously left him a video that showed Kelly uh, appearing to urinate on a young girl. So he faced charges for that, but he was acquitted. And of course, like uh, you know, Dave Chappelle made fun of that too uh, on Chappelle's show. And this whole, th- the title of the Aaliyah album is just really sticking with me. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, this whole Me Too thing, you know, it's like, all, all these allegations that are coming up against people, it's like, they're just almost like nothing new. Like, people knew about this stuff, but actual charges didn't come out until recent years. So, yeah, he won't be sentenced for a while, as I said. So, I don't think any news will come over this case for a while. So, as, as of right now, he is uh, convicted, faces life in prison, and faces other trials as well. But if there's an appeal, uh, and it's interesting enough, I might talk about it. Moving on. Oh, before that... Dude, I just kind of want to talk, see what you guys thought about separating the artist from the art. Now, obviously, R. Kelly is a very, very famous singer, and he has a couple of bangers. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the remix to Ignition, banger, you know? But knowing that he's actually not just accused anymore, but convicted, like legally, he did it. Can you listen to that music still? A lot of people are going to, I imagine. Still, a lot of people probably still think he was done an injustice. They think he's innocent or whatever. That's fine. They can think that. But yeah, I don't know. Can you separate that? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can listen to them songs now and just, you know. And the unfortunate thing is other people did work on those songs as well. It wasn't just him putting out these records and stuff. Other people did work on it. And, you know, you got to appreciate their work. But man, the guy, the guy at the front of it all, was according to these uh these accounts and now again legally he did it so he was 
kind of he was a monster i mean he was i mean the, the behavior the things he subjected girls little girls to basically i mean teenagers but still girls it's uh it's horrible and i don't know if i could listen to it's not like i was the biggest r kelly fan i'm not at all but ignition the remix to ignition's okay i guess but i know other people obviously love his music and for me i don't know man i don't know i believe i can fly nope stop it no so anyways okay now now let's move on <laughs> okay an arrest warrant has been issued for brian laundry brian laundry is of course the fiance of gabby petito who was found dead in wyoming earlier this month uh, after the two went on a cross-country road trip in their van it was a whole thing you guys can listen uh, to last episode episode 20 if you want to listen to all that but yeah brian laundry so gabby petito came up they found her, her her death has been ruled a homicide meaning that she was killed by someone else we don't have an exact manner of death yet but there's evidence to suggest that she was killed by someone else whether that be strangulation blunt force trauma stab wounds bullet wounds whatever right and her fiance and by the way just a quick correction from last week i believe i kept referring to them as boyfriend and girlfriend but they were in fact engaged so i should be saying fiance her fiance brian laundry has been missing police have been looking for him on saturday september 25th laundry's mother roberta laundry called 911 on dog the bounty hunter <laughs> this is crazy of course now there's a big manhunt so of course dogs can get involved dog just said that he was there just trying to find the guy alive he kept emphasizing that he wanted to find him alive and um yeah apparently the the laundry family has been dealing with a lot they, they've been calling the cops a lot because protesters have been there the media has been there just a, a lot there's been a lot of action at their house and apparently they've had to call the cops on people a lot on tuesday september 28th gabby's family held a press conference on long island where she's from well actually they're both from there but Somewhere along the line, Brian's parents moved down to Florida, it looks like. So that, that's where they took off from. They took off from New York, and they ended up out west going to different national parks. Anyway, Tuesday, they held a press conference on Long Island. It was the first time they had spoken publicly since Gabby disappeared. They just asked that. People keep Gabby's legacy alive by helping other missing people, and they asked for the help, public's help in finding Brian. So that's uh, that's where we stand now. I don't know... Really, what else is going to develop in this case until they find Brian, dead or alive? I mean, I saw last week sometime, he told his parents that he was going to go hiking in this big reserve down there in Florida. So that's why it's it was like a 24,000 acre reserve. So super big area, super hard to search, I'm sure. But I did see that they sent out divers into the area to go look for him. So in my experience, when they send divers out, they're looking for a body. I don't know if they have it confirmed that he's dead yet. I, I doubt that. But again, when you're when you're looking into deep bodies of water and you have people diving down, you're looking for a body. So I don't know where they were looking, where they were diving or whatever, but something gave them the idea to look there. I don't know what, but they were looking there. So yeah, I don't know until they find him and maybe, well, I'll, I'll probably say something when they find a cause of death for sure. But until they find him, you know, I don't know what else is going to gonna happen in this story. And the final story of the day the man who killed five staff members at the Capitol Gazette newspaper in Annapolis, Maryland, received five consecutive life sentences. 41-year-old Dara Ramos went into the newspaper office in June 2018 with a 12-gauge shotgun and killed five people and injured a sixth. They ranged from reporters to salespeople to whatever, just people who were working in the office there. 
In October 2019, he pleaded guilty to 23 clowns, 22 clowns, geez, 23 counts, including five counts of first-degree murder. He was also sentenced to a sixth life sentence for injuring the sixth person that was an attempted murder charge, I believe, and received an extra 345 years on the rest of the charges he faced, which included firearms charges, things like that. Good. <laughs> Sorry. I, I know I'm supposed to remain unbiased here, but he killed he killed reporters who were doing their job. Good. Stay in prison the rest of your life. And um, that that is it. That is it for this week, guys. Check us out on Facebook, Crime and Court USA. Check us out on Twitter, at Crime and Court. Check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Crime and Court USA. As I said last week, I'm really... I want to get into actually reading some public documents. I want to re- request some police reports and stuff. I want to be able to look at federal court documents, all kinds of stuff, man. I really want to get get back into the journalism game, baby. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, that costs money. So if you guys could throw me a few bucks a month on Patreon, I would greatly appreciate it. But of course, if you just want to listen to the show, I appreciate that as well. Share the show with your friends, share it with your enemies, spread the word about Crime and Court USA. The show is growing. I gotta say the show is growing and I love that. We have now been downloaded in 22 countries and that is freaking awesome. I don't understand, you know, I don't know why other people are so interested in what goes on here in the States, but they are and that's awesome. Thanks for listening to the show. Also, leave a nice review on iTunes if you can. That apparently helps the algorithm. It'll get it in front of more eyes and stuff like that. Right now, we're just really trying to grow the audience, folks. Really trying to grow the audience. My name is Mundo and I'm out. Peace.